So I love art, and I studied art and art history at the at University of Richmond uh, in my college days. And one of my all-time favorite artists is Caravaggio. You probably have heard and about him and have seen some of his works. And uh, there aren't a whole lot of paintings by him in existence, and even fewer are available to see here in the United States. There's, I think, maybe 10 or just less than 10. And recently, I had the chance to go and visit the Detroit Institute of Art. And I had absolutely no idea that they had a painting by the one and the only Caravaggio. It's an image of Mary and Martha, which we heard a couple Sundays ago, actually. But guess what? I walked right past it. I walked, I didn't even know, like when I was at the, at the actual museum, I didn't know that this painting was there. So I was walking around, just looking at all the beautiful pieces. I walked right past it. I had no idea. I was blind to this painting's presence in this art gallery. And can you imagine how sad and disappointed I was when I got home and found out what I had done? I overlooked a very rare work of art because, why? Because I was not aware. I was not informed. I was not prepared. I think this is kind of what Jesus is warning us about in our gospel this weekend. He wants us to be aware of the reality, of the great gift that has been entrusted to us. The gift of faith. He says that we need to, quote, gird our loins and light our lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open up immediately when he comes and knocks. Now, what if we walked through life? What if we came to church and we were kind of unaware and blind to his presence, like I was blind to that Caravaggio painting's presence. What a tragedy. In fact, it would be like the only real tragedy to miss out, to pass by Jesus. But as Jesus himself said in our gospel, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom so if our Father, if our Heavenly Father is so pleased to give us the kingdom, then what has the Lord done for us to make sure that we don't walk past Him, that we don't overlook Him? Well, we're doing it right now. We're doing it right this second. We're celebrating the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Jesus gave us the liturgy because He knew that we as weak and frail human beings, as embodied souls. We need to encounter God through our bodies. We need, to, we need concrete and visible realities in order to access the much deeper and invisible divine mysteries. That's what makes the incarnation of Jesus so central to our faith. The invisible God became visible for our sake. He entered into our experience, what all of the patriarchs and all of the, the Old Testament figures of, of ancient ages saw and greeted from afar, as our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews said, that mystery became intimately close to us in the person of Jesus Christ. He became actually visible, actually here, 
actually human. We heard in our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews that that faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Well, the Catholic understanding of faith is always sacramental. Faith is always, always, always rooted in that encounter with God that we can have through the means of of visible and tangible realities. That's what Jesus did for us. As Pope St. Leo the Great once said so well, whatever was once visible in our Savior has passed over into his mysteries, which is just another way of saying that, that Jesus has passed into the sacraments and into the liturgy of our church. And so I think we need to always ask ourselves, can we see him here at the liturgy? Are we aware that he is intimately close to us right now? Do we have eyes of faith in order to see him and hear him? Or do we sometimes kind of only see an empty reenactment of some ancient ritual that has very little relevance and no tangible meaning for us here and now? Is this just a weird cultural tradition that we hold on to for some reason because maybe because our family has always been Catholic? Is that all it is? Are we ready instead to see Jesus appear suddenly on the altar in the Holy Eucharist, the body and blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord? Are we alert and vigilant to his arrival? Would we open up the door to our hearts as soon as he knocks, as our gospel put it? Or could we go through the entire Mass without recognizing him? Romano Guardini, a leader in the liturgical movement of the early 20th century, once said that what, what we need most of all is to make sure that we have a liturgical education. That's what he says, a liturgical education. And so what he means by that is that, that we need to be shown how to see and how to feel and how to make those sacred signs ourselves. So in other words, we need someone to, to bring all of the beautiful symbols of the liturgy to life for us. We need to learn how to, how to read the liturgy, not like some sort of mathematical, like intellectual syllogism some sort of like historical footnote. No, more like how we interpret a beautiful work of art, a painting, or how we read and interpret a poem. That doesn't happen automatically. It it takes time. It takes education and formation. It takes a conversion of heart, mind, and will. And plus, we 21st century folk happen to have a lot working against us on this front. Our secularized and kind of hyper-analytical, hyper-scientific perspective has made it a lot harder to see Jesus and be alert to his presence in the, the symbols of our church. And therefore, it's, it's just much harder to believe these days. It's much harder to have faith. The philosopher Charles Taylor suggests that, that given our modern secular lens that, that we all see through, from some, to some degree or another, we all are seeing through that modern secular lens that the divine action, what God does for us here and now, has become sort of opaque. 
It's kind of flattened and kind of reduced. We live in a sort of disenchanted time, he says, when it's simply assumed that science has explained everything, or eventually will, and that there is no mysterious beyond, that there is no meaning, really, in these signs and symbols that can only be seen through the eyes of faith. I bet we've all probably experienced something of what he's talking about. There's kind of, I don't know if you felt this, but I have, there's kind of sort of this disappointment that marks our time. And I, I know I've felt that. It's like life is not magical. There's no, like, transcendent meaning out there to discover. It's kind of this pressure that's on all of us. Nothing really matters to me, as Freddie Mercury once sang in Bohemian Rhapsody. Sadly, symbols are not as powerful as they used to be because we don't know how to look for them anymore. Ancient people, like the Israelites, could understand them much more easily. They were trained and raised to see the meaning of all of these beautiful things. We hear about this in our first reading today from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers that with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith, they might have courage. For in, the, in secret, the holy children of the good were offering sacrifice and putting into effect with one accord the divine institution. The, the, the chosen people of God, the Israelites, were very alert to the presence of God, and they awaited the fullness of their salvation by faith. They were aware that in the liturgical sacrifice of the Paschal Lamb, right? They, they sacrificed the Lamb and put his blood over the lentil of their doorposts. They knew that in doing that right, they were celebrating and making present the mighty works of the Lord. These rites had profound meaning. They actually did something, accomplished something. And that's why we're here at Mass today. All of the gestures, all of the images, the bodily postures, all of the rubrics and the sacred things that we see, taste, touch, and smell when we come to Mass every Sunday. The bread and wine, the holy oil, the water, incense, candles, music, the altar, priestly vestments, all of that. It's all supposed to work together to make Christ present. They're meant to be vehicles that allow us to meet him and to know him now. I wonder if a lot of us come to Mass with not a whole lot of idea of what all that stuff means. Or, or maybe even if we know what it means, it's still hard to see it in practice, right? To see it in action. Maybe we think that we just have to have blind faith or something. But that's not Catholic. Our faith is not blind. It's sacramental. True, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, faith is evidence of things not seen. We don't see God perfectly face-to-face -face quite yet. That can only happen in heaven one day. But as we walk along in this valley of tears, we have beautiful signs and symbols as Catholics handed down to us from Jesus and the apostles that help us to see him now. These symbols knock at the door of our hearts so that we can quickly open up to the bridegroom when he comes. And then he comes, and what does he do? He serves us. He feeds us his own body, and his own blood. So get ready. Gird your loins and light your lamps. He's here. Do you see him? He will be here most especially in the Holy Eucharist. So don't pass him by. 
Don't overlook him. 